Good morning, my name is Anthea and I'll be reading uh, our two passages this morning. Uh, the first is from Proverbs chapter 1 verses 1 to 7 and then I'll flick across to Proverbs uh, chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And flicking across now to Proverbs 9, verses 1 to 18. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point of the city let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insult. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you if you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Hi everyone, g'day. My name is Scott, I'm the pastor here at Trinity Church Bracca. Really glad to be with you online today. Now you might have picked up that today we're talking about wisdom. So I thought I'd start off with a few wise words. These are wise quotes, true wise quotes that have come from kids. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, Michael, who's 14, says, When your dad is mad and asks, Do I look stupid? Don't answer. Uh, this one from Talia, who's 11. When your mum when your, when your is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. Uh, Kyoyo, who is 9, says, Never hold a dustbuster and a cat at the same time. Great advice, isn't it? Uh, this is one from Amir, who's nine. You can't hide a piece of broccoli in a glass of milk. 
very true. Um, Joel, who was 10, he learned a good lesson. He says, don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. That's good, good advice, wise advice. Um, Randy, who is nine, this is a good one. Randy, who's nine, says, stay away from prunes. Um, <laughs> but my favourite is Aileen, who's eight, and she says this, never try to baptise a cat. Wise words, aren't they? And we do. We like wise sayings, not just because they're funny, but I think it's that they capture something that's true and memorable. And so societies all across the world have their own wise sayings. Uh, here's a, a German wise saying. Fear makes the wolf bigger than he is. Uh, here's an Iranian one. A blind person who sees is better than a seeing person who's blind. Uh, or one from East Africa. One head cannot hold all the wisdom. As I say this, you just can't help but nod in agreement, can you? There's something that's profoundly true about them all. Uh, and we love these wise sayings. You know, they're, they're short, they're memorable, uh, they speak the truth so wisely about life, and Proverbs is full of these. And for the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at a part of the Bible called Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs is all about wisdom. It's full of these short, wise sayings, wise sayings that direct us not just on how to think about life, but how to live life. But here's the question I want to pose today. Is that all Proverbs is? Is it just wise sayings, good ideas, helpful advice for how to live life? Is it just a collection of wise sayings that anyone could come up with? Or is there something more? Is there something that sets Proverbs apart from any other book of collected wisdom? Today, I want us just to do two things. The first thing I was going to ask is, what is this book of Proverbs and, and how do we read it today in the 21st century? But then secondly, I want to talk to that question. I want to talk about that question. Is Proverbs like any other collection of wise sayings or is there something different about it? That's where we're headed today. Are you ready? Let's, let's begin then. That first question, question one for today. What is this book of Proverbs? How do we read it today in the 21st century? And really, I've just got three things here. Here's the first thing. Uh, there are two parts to this book. When we talk about Proverbs, most of us probably think of those one-line sayings. And so if you opened up to Proverbs chapter 1 and you started reading, you might be a bit surprised because the first nine chapters of Proverbs are quite different. They're, they're much longer with large chunks of, of writing altogether. And really, these first nine chapters serve to prepare us for what's to come. It really is just an invitation to listen to wisdom. In fact, we read a part of that earlier, didn't we? We read from Proverbs chapter 9, where wisdom called, and it called for people to come and feed at her table, to feast on her wisdom, and so to live. But there was a competing voice, wasn't there? Folly also called out to people to come into her house, to, to eat her feast. Folly and wisdom, these are the two competing voices in Proverbs. And in the first nine chapters of the book, we're being asked to make a choice. What will you choose? Wisdom or folly? Whose table are you going to eat from? Whose voice will you listen to? What's going to direct your life? So when we read Proverbs today, we shouldn't neglect these opening nine chapters. 
living in Australia in the 21st century, we still need to answer that question for ourselves. What will it be? Wisdom or folly? And a bit more on that soon. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, when you're reading Proverbs in the 21st century, uh, you, you're most, when you do get to those one-liners, you'll probably notice they seem quite muddled up. Take chapter 20 as an example. I want to read the first four verses of chapter 20 out now. Uh, chapter 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. A king's wrath strikes terror like the roar of a lion. Those who anger him forfeit their lives. It is to one's honour to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Sluggards do not plough in season. So at harvest time they look, but find nothing. So what do we have here? Well, the first proverb is about uh, the, the damage that alcohol can bring. The second is about the value of submitting to rulers. The third highlights the foolishness of being argumentative. And the fourth demonstrates what happens when someone is lazy. You see, there's no apparent overarching theme, no big idea that makes these things just fit together, is there? It's just a bunch of wise sayings about life, and they're all muddled together. And the question is, why are they like this? Why haven't they been arranged differently? I mean, why not have all of the proverbs about money in one bit and then have all the proverbs about friendship in the next bit and, and, and so on like that? Why not? And I don't actually have the answer for why it was compiled like this. I don't know why. But when you think about it, that's what kind of life, that's what life is kind of like, isn't it? Life is, is, is muddled. I mean, you could be home one night and uh, at one moment you're trying to discipline your kids well and the next minute you get a call from a friend who wants some advice on her career and then later in the night you've got to work on the family budget and see it's so muddled and in that sense Proverbs is so real it, it reflects what life is really like all manner of things get thrown at us in any single day and we need wisdom on them all so when we're reading Proverbs today I want to say appreciate that diversity. Don't just look for the bits you're interested in because we need wisdom on a range of areas in life. After all, none of us knows what each day is going to bring. Third thing to say about Proverbs then, uh, when we read the book of Proverbs, we need to know that our situation matters. Our situation matters. Uh, take a look at the moment at Proverbs 26 verse 4. Proverbs 26 verse 4 says, do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. It seems pretty straightforward, right? It's warning against trying to reason with someone who's unreasonable. But then check out the next verse. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he'll be wise in his own eyes. Notice there, it says the exact opposite. Now you are supposed to reason with the unreasonable. What's going on here? Well, it's not that Proverbs is contradicting itself. It's that your situation matters. Sometimes it will be right to speak up and say something. Other times you ought to just stay with your mouth shut. And actually, this is the same with modern day wise sayings as well. We say, great minds think alike. But we also say, fools seldom differ. So if you're sitting down beside someone and you both have the same idea, who are you? Are you the great minds? Or are you the fools? Only the situation will tell. And that's the same here in Proverbs too. 
Only the situation you're in will tell you which is the right proverb to apply. And part of wisdom is knowing that, is knowing when to, when, which is the right proverb to apply in your different situation. Now there are some proverbs that will apply in every situation. Take this one for example, in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1 it says, The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favour with him. Now I can't think of a situation where that isn't true, because the truth of the proverb relies on a truth about God. God is a God who loves justice. He always has loved justice. He always will love justice. So the proverb will always be true. Uh, but here's the point then today. When we're reading Proverbs uh, in today's world, we need to remember our situation matters. So when you're reading through the Proverbs for yourself and you come across one of these wise sayings, you need to consider, is this true in every situation? Which part of your life does it speak into? And what would it look like for you to be wise and to put this into action in your life? There we go. Three things, uh, the helpful, helpful things, I hope, uh, for what to do when we're reading Proverbs today. Uh, but why bother? I mean, what's the point of me saying all this? Well, here you go. I, I want to say this because I'm asking you, have a go. Uh, we're about to spend five weeks, the next five weeks at church, uh, whether we're online or in person, we'll be spending five weeks in Proverbs and, and, and all these term our community groups will be digging into Proverbs. But I want to say have a go at reading Proverbs for yourself at home. Perhaps one day you can open up and read one of the first nine chapters uh, and then the next day read one of the other chapters from chapter 10 onwards and, and look, see how they're different and, and notice how those big ideas in the opening chapters really set you up to read the other chapters well. And maybe pick a couple of those one-liners and consider your own life. What part of your life do they speak into? How do they apply to the situation that you're in at the moment? Will you have a go at reading some of the Proverbs this week? There we go. That's a little bit about what Proverbs is and why we want to read it today, how we want to read it today. But now let's move on to that second question. Is Proverbs just like any other collection of wise sayings? Or is there something different about it? Now, just do this. I, I want to start and look back in chapter 1 again. We read this before. But in chapter 1, we're told what the pro purpose of Proverbs is. Look at chapter 1 with me. Uh, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right, and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Now, that's the opening to Proverbs, and there's a lot in there, isn't there? Like, for example, this is a book that's not just about knowledge, not just about what goes into your head, it's also about actions, it's about prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair. And we also see that the book is for everyone. It tells the simple which way to go, but it's also there for the wise, so they can add to their learning. That is, Proverbs is for all of us, no matter where we feel like we are on that, on that scale. There's a lot in those opening, opening verses, but I want to ask, could this then just be the introduction to any book on wisdom? Because there are a plethora, there's a whole range of wisdom books that you'll get your hands on today. 
There's books on wisdom from a neuroscience perspective, books on wisdom from a psychological perspective. There's books about making wise investments with your money, books about wise ways to relate to people. There's even a book on wisdom for those times where you just don't know what to do. But the gem amongst all of them has got to be this one. Pocket Kardashian Wisdom, where you'll hear such lines as, I'll cry at the end of the day, not with fresh makeup. Thanks, Kim. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a joke book, or at least I, I hope it is. Uh, but could these books about wisdom, they're all books about wisdom, could they just take that introduction from Proverbs and use that in their book as well? After all, aren't they also about the practical issues? Aren't they wanting everyone to read them, whether they're young or old, wise or simple? So what's the difference with the Proverbs in the Bible then? Well, that comes in the very next verse. Proverbs 1 verse 7. Check it out. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs says here is the fundamental lesson of wisdom. This is the first thing, the starting point, the one thing that you cannot miss out on, and it's this. There's a God, and you ought to fear him. And in case you missed it, this idea basically gets repeated again later in chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is where Proverbs is different, because at its core, Proverbs is a book all about God. Behind every wise saying is this one truth. There's a God, and you are living in his world. Now, all sorts of people can look at the world and see how it works, and all sorts of people can come up with these wise sayings. You do not have to believe in God to do that. But Proverbs is saying, if you want to be truly wise... And you need to get this. There's a God and you ought to fear him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There's three things I want to say about this verse then. Three things. Firstly, about the fear of the Lord. You could hear this and, and wonder to yourself, am I supposed to be terrified of God? Is it like I'm an antelope and God is the prowling lion and I live constantly in fear of him coming to take me down? Is that what it means to fear the Lord? I don't think that's quite right. And, and if you've been reading the Bible for any length of time, you probably know that's, that's not quite right, is it? Uh, we, do have, we are supposed to have a fear of, of God, but it's driven by two things. I think one thing that drives our fear of God is this. The fact that God is not like us at all. That God is a creator and we are his creatures. The fact that so often we feel our own brokenness and need, but God never does. He is great. He is majestic. He is divine and awesome. See, when we're dealing with God, we're not dealing with someone who's on the same level as us, not even someone who's just a little bit better than us, but the God we meet in the Bible is, is, is of another type of thing altogether. God is not like us. He is bigger, better, more majestic and so we fear him because we are in awe of him. God is an awesome God. But we also fear God because he is the one that all of us will have to give an account to. 
On the final day, we'll all need to give an account of how we have lived our lives to God. There's another book in the Bible all about wisdom. It's called Ecclesiastes. And towards the end of Ecclesiastes, this is what it says. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Proverbs and Ecclesiastes here are telling us the wise person will fear God. Is this the God you know? Yes, if you're a, a follower of Jesus, you will know God as your heavenly father too, but there is a tension here, isn't it? We also know God as the one who is not like us, the one who made us, every part of us, the one who is awesome in in the truest sense of that word, the one we'll have to stand before and give an account to for the way we have lived our lives. Wisdom begins by having a right fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the first thing I want to say about that verse. The second thing is this. The verse isn't saying that an atheist cannot be smart or or if someone's not a Christian, they're not truly intelligent. That's not what the verse is saying at all. No, no, no. In fact, there are many people who have come up with all sorts of amazing discoveries and ideas and inventions and, and many of them have done this without knowing the God of the Bible. In fact, some parts of Proverbs itself have been written by them. Uh, Later in this book, there's parts of of Proverbs uh, written by people like King Lemuel. King Lemuel, as far as we know, is not one of God's people. He has never followed the God of the Bible. Now, Proverbs takes what he says and he puts it into the context where we are told about God and we are reminded that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but notice that his stuff makes it into Proverbs. This is not saying that an atheist is unable to be smart. But Proverbs is saying this, Without God in life, something's missing. There's a key piece of the puzzle that just isn't there. Uh, Did you see the Olympics uh, the other day? I've been enjoying watching some Olympics. The other day I was watching the women's road race and the Dutch team was supposed to win. And as as the, the, the first Dutch rider crossed the finishing line, she was elated. She was pumped. She was celebrating. Her team was supposed to win. All this pressure was put on them. And here she was, she had done it. And she found her coach and gave him a big hug. It was was wonderful, except that she was missing a key piece of information. Someone else had actually finished the race before her. She hadn't won it after all. And in that moment where she's hugging the coach, her coach has to break the news to her. Proverbs is saying, if you want to do life without God, without the God of the Bible, that's kind of what life is like. You're missing a key piece of information, a key part of the puzzle, something really important. It's saying that you're missing this idea that there's a God who made you, who wants to show you what your life is really all about. Proverbs wants to remind us there's a God that we're going to have to stand before. All of us will all have to give an account for how we have lived to him. And so Proverbs reminds us, all of us, no matter where we're at with God, it reminds us not to leave God out of the the picture, but to let him guide our lives. 
This is the first step of wisdom, and everything else must come after that. There's a third thing I do want to say, though. That is, Proverbs has so much to say about wisdom, but it also looks forward to, to, to one coming, to one who is truly wise. Even though the rest of us struggle to, to, to live rightly with the fear of God, Proverbs looks forward to the one who does rightly fear God in every way. Proverbs looks forward to the one who is truly wise in every aspect of their life, even when the rest of us feel like we trip up at different points. Proverbs looks forward to the one who says such wise things as, don't just love people who love you, but love your enemies too. Who says things like, don't do good work so that you'll be seen by other people. Do them before your God. Proverbs looks forward to the truly wise one. Proverbs looks forward to Jesus. And Jesus tells us, the wise person is the one who builds his life on what I say. Now, that's a pretty big claim for Jesus to make. If you want to be wise, do what I say. And and you might be here today. And you're just not really sure what to make of Jesus. If that's you, I want to say, welcome, um, glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. We're, we're, we're stoked that you're with us today. Um, uh, and we'd love to get to meet you when we're back in person. Hopefully we can do that. But Proverbs really has one thing to say to you today. And it's this. Would you be willing to get to know this Jesus? The one who Proverbs says is truly wise. Would you be willing to get to know this Jesus? At our church, we've got this thing we love. It's called Word One to One. And basically, it's just part of the Bible, just a biography of Jesus' life. And it's put together in its own format so that you can easily just sit down with someone and, and read it bit by bit together. This is a simple way to get to know who Jesus really is. It's an easy way to see what you think about him. Would you be willing to give that a go? Uh, right at the moment, down there somewhere on the screen, my email address is there. Uh, I'd love to walk through that with you. Shoot me an email. Oh, perhaps, though, um, you'd like to do it with someone else, someone that you might know a bit better than me. Um, I'd love to get the book, booklets to you. Just send me an email, let me know. But, but would you be willing? Would you be willing to give it a go and to get to know Jesus for yourself? Now, you might be here today and you're already following Jesus with your life. Great. Today, I just want to say one thing to you. Uh, in life, we hear all sorts of voices, aren't they? And all sorts of voices are trying to tell us what's the wise way to live. What's the wise thing to do with our lives? You know, choose this career path or get these experiences under your belt or make this good, wise investment. Today, I want to make sure we've heard what God's voice is. God says the first step to a wise life is to fear me. And, and Jesus comes along as the truly wise one in, in the Bible and he says, if you want to build a wise life, then you need to listen to me, hear what I've got to say and, and, and then put it into practice in your life. And of course, if you've been following Jesus for any length of time, you know that, don't you? I'm not telling you anything that's new. But I did want to take the chance today to say, why not take this opportunity to have a checkup in your life? Give yourself some time later today and, and ask yourself, is there a right fear of the Lord in my life? 
Are Jesus' words shaping how I live? Would you do that later today? Take a chance, 10, 15 minutes. Is there a right fear of the Lord in my life? Are Jesus' words shaping how I live? So before we end, I really just wanted to pray for us. Uh, just really quickly, will, will you pray with me? Let me pray for you. Our God and Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the book of Proverbs. We thank you for what it tells us about wisdom. Thank you that fearing you is the beginning of wisdom. And we pray that we would. So for those who are tuning in today who aren't really sure what to make of Jesus, Father, please be with them and please help them get to know Jesus. And for those of us tuning in today who uh, we, we, who, who are following Jesus with our life, God, we pray that you give us a chance this afternoon sometime just to have that check up on our lives. Father, if we're not rightly fearing you, please show us. Father, if there's areas in our lives where we aren't building our life based on what Jesus said, please show us. And please, by your Spirit, empower us to make the changes we need so that we can be those who do rightly fear you, who are wise before you. We ask for your help in this. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.